Hello and welcome to Box Covers episode 211. Don't call me Festa. My name is Josh <laughs> Canal. To my left, Nalandra Thomas. <laughs> Good evening. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Does it really stand? Is your full name really Nalandra? No, no, my full name is actually Janelle. Oh. But um, Nelly's just, uh, you know, nickname from shortened version of Janelle. So oh, you're you, a JT? I'm a JT. I'm a JMT. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Janelle. That's right. You'll always be Nalandra to me. <laughs> On this episode of Box Cutters, all about television, mm-hmm. all about finding out the facts. Cutting through the box. I was just going to say finding out the facts and just leave it at that. Right. You're the one who brought it into the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy. Filthy. Too soon, too Filthy. soon. Uh, we're uh, we're, we're going to talk about uh, Fattest Loser. There's Fatty a, Loser. There's a new series of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a new host. Mm-hmm. What difference that makes, I'm still not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. But we'll uh, we'll be talking about that in, in the show. Nelly, you, you are a big fan of reality television so I am so you, you can bring that expertise mm-hmm. to something that we all hate uh, we've got an I don't buy it uh, we've got uh, some uh, TV cliches for you one thing if you're going to watch this week we'll tell you what it is might be two things might be three things might be one thing if we all agree we might never do nothing. might be nothing might be like John often says I'm going to be staring out a window he loves staring out of windows <laughs> does he? he does it's very relaxing John really likes staring at Is he a Buddhist? Uh, no. I think he's no. just very easily taken in. Somebody told him once that Out the Window was the best television of all. Right. And he's just oh. never let go of that. Oh. Oh. See, that's reality TV. Hey. Just looking out the window. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's why I find that so boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got the Box Cutters quiz. We've got some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters news. <laughs> In news announced yesterday uh, by the Minister for Communications Office. It's not actually the Minister for Communications, I I discovered. What is it? He's the Minister for uh, Broadband, Digital Broadcasting and... Uh, and something else. See, I thought you were going to say Isn't he was it? like the attaché for communications. Like, he's not the minister. He's, oh, no, a, he's, he's something he's else. He's the minister, but it's... Um, so are you saying it's it's not still Dakita? No, it's D-B-C-D-E. Is there macrame in there somewhere? Digital or? broad... Digital... Digital broadcasting. Maybe it's digital broadcasting communications uh, and something else. Something. Digital economy. The stuff. Uh, yeah. They should just call that like the boring portfolio or that no, nobody underststands. Except you two, obviously. Well, it's certainly nobody that they've had in as minister <laughs> heading up the department <laughs> since at least the mid-90s, I think, has yeah, understood uh, what they're actually doing with that. See, I can totally understand yeah. that because I don't, I don't understand any of that stuff, as you both know. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, something about broadband, something about uh, digital economy, something about... Uh, something else. Mm, the uh, shit that no one understands. The, the shit that no one understands. Uh, Senator Stephen Conroy, the uh, the, the uh, minister for shit that no one yeah, understands. Yeah, except for Brett and Josh. Uh, yeah. He uh, he's he and his office released a uh, a media release yesterday, uh, mm. being Sunday, saying that uh, the commercial TV networks will receive a thirty three percent rebate mm. on their licenses for this year. And a fifty percent rebate for their licenses in two thousand and eleven. 
And your first red flag, of course, is that they released it on Sunday. I mean, that's the first thing that makes you go, something's wrong. And how far yeah. away are we from the Olympics? See, it would have been a bigger dump on Friday coming. Yeah, if it was the Friday, if it was the Friday the before Olympics the Olympics, the Winter Olympics. Week, doesn't it? The Winter Olympics don't count. Uh, so on TV. <laughs> so they've uh, so, so they've they've, mm. they've sent out this this release, and it starts with them saying the government will protect Australian content on commercial television by offering license free. Fee rebates to broadcasters in 2010, 2011. Which sounds good. Oh, I've got it here. Digital economy. So it's a Minister for Broadband Communications and the Digital Economy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that clears that up. That really clears that up. Yeah. But that first line, I mean, you start anything with there's going to be more Australian content. People go, great. Great. How? That's terrific. How is that going to happen? Mm. Uh, Brett, you brought this uh, news item to our attention. Mm. Yes, uh, which was actually uh, from an article which had uh, some response from Julie Flynn, who is the CEO of Free TV, mm. uh, which is the uh, the conglomeration of the commercial TVs. No, it's, is free, it an industry ABC body? What is it? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 free TV Australia. It's free TV Australia, like a peak body. It's a it's a lobby group, yeah. essentially, okay. uh, that also pretends to do some kind of regulation. So, so Julie's. So it's a group of the networks that's the not head. Freeview because Freeview is another body that they're all together in. Correct. Correct. Yes. Uh, Correct. So Julie, it's a different. It's a different group to Freeview. They just oh have the same members. Right. So Terrific. Julie Flynn is the CEO of that mm. and uh, said that the licence fee rebates are a timely recognition of the key role played by commercial broadcasters in delivering Australian content on television, uh, such as Underbelly and MasterChef. Um, I'm, I'm calling a bit of bullshit on that. Mm. I, I, if the networks weren't forced to have a certain percentage of local content then they wouldn't still be making it. They oh, wouldn't pe- be paying oh. up to 10 times more no, I can't, for their local I can't content say, than to buy in another freaking CSI I can't franchise. say they, they wouldn't do it because they still do make money from local content. Underbelly uh, Season 2, Tale of Two Titties, started <laughs> uh, last week on a cable channel in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. they are selling these shows to other markets, making money for it, and building up... Uh, the uh, the Australian image overseas of uh, Australia being you know full of nineteen seventies gangsters uh, who, who kill each other and 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 look at boobs stuff. yeah a lot and I mean who doesn't but oh, and yeah. Matt Newton's ass and oh, Matt yeah. Newton's ass um, but can we just go back a step because I think this is incredibly confusing there's two issues aren't there really because one issue is about the licensing fees which is totally separate from what, for want of a better description, mandatory quotas about how much Australian content you have. You'd, you'd They're think trying so, yes. to connect them. How are they trying to connect them or why are they trying to connect them and is that connection valid? Well, I, uh, I, I read through the release, mm. had the same question, Nelly. Right. And so I sent off a letter to uh, – I say a letter. It was an email. For to sure. uh, to uh, sen- A modern letter. To Senator Conroy's office mm. uh, saying, riddle me this, Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first question was, how does the 33% to 50% rebate ensure continued Australian content on television? Isn't that what local content regulation is for? Mm. The first part of the answer comes, the rebates recognise the importance of Australian content on TV and the increased pressures facing commercial TV. So they're trying to say, we'll give commercial TV stations some money back 
by them not having to pay such a big rebate and they'll run off and make more episodes of Neighbours and Packed the Rafters and Master Chef and things with Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi in the tag. Is that what they're saying? That's that that's what they're saying. Well that doesn't seem right. I don't see how I don't see how they can draw those lines. No. And uh, and clearly ne- neither do they. Mm. Mm. It's it's interesting that this is off the back of uh, we had a few weeks ago that uh, the seven two uh, channel and the go channel oh. um, <clears throat> were there was there was some scuttlebutt about uh, dropping the local content requirements uh, for those for secondary uh, broadcast avenues for each of the. Do they uh, have the any networks. local content on go? I could never. I turn it on, but it's like Mash and maybe some old episodes of and Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Some old episodes have come on Kids. Really? No. <laughs> oh, that'd be good though. Henderson yeah. Kids. Oh, that'd be Ooh. great. I don't think Channel Nine has the rights to Henderson Kids. No, probably not. That, that'll be ABC. But, uh, I mean, so w- w- one, one of the other things that, that it says in the in mm. the release, and uh, you know, I may as well quote from the release as quoting from the answers that I was given to to my questions, uh, because. They say exactly the same thing. In fact, one might say maybe they were copied and pasted. Mm, uh, mm, mm. The, the initiative builds on the government's funding increase for the ABC and SBS in 2009 to 2010 uh, uh, to fund Australian content on the national broadcasters. What, what, what? So what? What? In, so the, in, the, in the 09-10 uh, budget, mm. the government announced more money to the ABC and SBS mm. so that they could produce more Australian content. Mm. Good on them. About Yay. bloody time. Yay. That's what we all said at the time. Mm. What they're saying here is that uh, this rebate mm. does effectively the same thing for the commercial networks. But so why that's would like they putting do that? taxpayer funds into commercial it's, networks. It's a lot like putting taxpayer mm. funds into commercial networks and a, lot, and a lot like saying commercial networks, you're not doing a good enough job of running your own networks. Here's some money. Mm. Uh, and uh, and try try to do a better job. It's a little bit like Abbott's uh, proposal to pay uh, the the biggest carbon polluters uh, to fix up their uh, their industries rather than having any kind of uh, carbon limiting uh, legislation coming in. It's a, it's it's strange it's a, that both both sides both sides nominally well, they're of starting, politics are, are, they are coming not, in with that similar idea. They're starting from the premise, which seems to be to be quite fraught in both cases of your example there and this one, that these companies are somehow broke. I mean, just because their profits have declined marginally, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're not like dare I say it, comedian broke. <laughs> you know, like they're not freelancer broke. Like they're not ABC broke. Well, yeah. Last last week we uh, we we spoke about how uh, advertising revenue in this country yep. fell mm. to one point eight billion dollars. Yeah. Oh I'm no. Uh, Smallest violin in the world yeah. playing in the background. The mm. uh, and so and so that that was part of my questions mm. to uh, to the minister's office was uh, is this. Is this not something that could actually be fixed by, mm. I don't know, good management and a little bit of elbow grease? Mm. Uh, there was no response to, to that question. The, the questions weren't responded mm. to other than bits of the media release. Why would you answer the pertinent questions? And I'll put, I'll put the answers, I'll put my questions and the answers, and the answers. up on the, mm. the show notes on the mm. blog. Look, if they were going to say, okay, we're going to um, recoup some money or save some money in some way and then pour it into the public broadcasters, then hip, hip, hooray. But that's clearly not what's going to happen. I mean, they've, have they not said in the response or in the media release that the money goes back into a general pool? Yeah, I, I asked uh, 
where does the money usually? And what does that mean? Where, where does the money usually go from the license fees? And uh, the response was, they're just like a tax; they go into a general pool. So mm. no one in particular mm. is going to be missing out with this thirty-three percent and fifty percent rebate. Uh, the difference between what Tony Abbott suggested with the, the uh, carbon, carbon trading and uh, and and this is that this isn't actually giving people money. It's just not taking as much money from them. From them, yeah. Mm. It's uh, which, which, given the uh, commercial networks, see the annual licensing fee as uh, an ongoing just cost of doing business. Yes, uh, means that th- that's that, that's a cost that's uh, cut down for them. So and it did, is almost like them getting money. Did you have a figure on when the last time the license fees were increased? Uh, well, further to uh, Julie Flynn's uh, reaction to this, uh, she was saying that. Uh, the government talking about the rebates uh, for the local content uh, showed that uh, the basis for the old system of licence fees needs to be reviewed. The existing system has been in place since 1964 and has not been reviewed since 1987, which makes me wonder, uh, are they are they paying mm. 1964 prices for their licences? Or, or, uh, or, or 1987. Yeah. Could, could be 1987. Could, you know, 300 could, bucks and a keg. Yeah, it could yeah. only be 23 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 1987 doesn't sound like 23 years ago, though, yeah, does no. it? Wow. Get on it. Oh, get on board. But, yeah, no, that would be interesting. To, and how much is it? And what percentage is it of their revenue or their profit? You know, I mean, are we talking it's a su- substantial amount of money or is it, you know, a kind of token contribution to using the public airwaves? And I'll, I'll also uh, put this into, into the mind of the cynics. Mm. We're leading up to an election this year. You're right. We are leading. We are leading up to a federal election, mm. and wouldn't the government prefer to have an easy run with mm. the uh, with the networks? Do you think there's going to be less probing questions? I think there might be. Mm. I, I think, think they're think hoping there that there might be. But you know, this this is just some. This, it's a perennial problem with uh, par, with political parties in power. Uh, doing what they can. We saw it with John Howard. That's why we have the shit digital TV system that we've got, uh, the system that's nowhere else in the world uh, decided to take up, which uh, played to the advantage of the existing media owners and meant that uh, the technology that we used didn't come down in price uh, because of economy of scale. Mm. Well, and and all, all this says to me is that it doesn't matter who's in government, the Department of Communications is always going to be the same bit of just kowtowing to to the big boys. Uh, we, we saw it with the... Do you the, think they've been lent on by the major networks or there's just an implicit kind of pressure? I think there's always constant lobbying there's, going well, there's, on. There's lobbying, there's mm. lobbying going on. Uh, we, we saw that with... Uh, with, with I mean, we, we've seen it with Freeview, uh, with Free TV Australia. Uh, but And something that we've, we've seen a lot of, I, I'm not sure if uh, people... Are aware, but Steve Brax is uh, the spokesman for uh, the subscription TV uh, association. What's the Braxy? That actual name. So, so Brax is in there mm. putting out uh, heaps of media releases, and we're seeing uh, cable cable networks going on about uh, how many how many people are watching their TV shows mm. and how fantastic that is. I think that that's really that Steve Brax is connected to everybody that's in politics today, and so. It's yeah, not it's, about he has to he has to pay a fee to be able to speak to anybody in government. 
Um, and uh, but it's it, he does he does have people a lot more which is, proactive stance, which is you know good on them for for getting someone to lobby for them who who can actually do the job properly. But uh, but isn't it implied somewhere from what you said before, Josh, that this whole idea of oh well we're just doing you know for the commercials what we do for ABC and SBS as though they're comparable. The ABC and the SBS are public broadcasters. They're, like they're they, a service that the government provides. They're a provides. service. So why do they have to be – like all this idea of a, like a level playing field is a very nice concept. It's not a level, level playing field, nor should it be. And, and then, if, if the government's going to give these concessions and, and essentially give money to the commercial networks, then where, do, where does the, uh, the auditing of how politically balanced they are that's come right. in? Yeah. That uh, the, the ABC scrutiny? always yeah. has to deal with. Mm. There's, uh, there's, there's also the, uh, uh, the fact that, you know, the, the, the networks have been whinging mm. about the cost of releasing these new channels, uh, having, to, having to put content on them, even though they've known well, they about this. they don't have to. They've known about <laughs> this for – they do. They do actually can't have Can't they to. leave it blank? No. They can't play reruns of – Oh, they, they can. You know? That's what they do. Yeah. They play reruns of stuff. That can't cost very much. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, but they, they're still complaining about mm. having to do the programming for it and having mm. to, to uh, have all this content for these extra channels. Uh, and rather than the government saying, oh, you're right, we've been a bit hard on you, they should just turn around and just say, suck it. Mm. And that's the cost of doing business. You're yeah, in, or get out of the game. You're in the TV business. Mm. That's the cost of doing business. But that's not what uh, the current political climate's about. It's about uh, saving corporates and uh, giving them bailouts at the moment. And this is, uh, and this is the, you know, when are they ever going to learn? It's bad parenting. That's what this is. <laughs> oh, yes. It is, it is bad parenting. 20 years from now, we're going to see those, those commercial networks out on the streets of Melbourne on Saturday nights beating completely innocent people up. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be taking drugs. It's also the great irony, isn't it, of, um, or the great you know, inconsistency of the same people tend to champion free market economics and leave it all to the market and da-da, oh, help me, help me, I'm running out of money. And that's, yes, we call that socialism. And, that's, and you know what? If, if, if we wanted that, mm. then we'd just have the ABC and SBS. 24-7. 24-7. And we'd live in North Fitzroy. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd uh, and and it would be it would be like England in the fifties. We don't want that. We want commercial networks yeah. who actually run their networks properly. Fifty game. I think we've spoken about this enough. In fact, right. in fact, if if the uh, the government broadcasters, the ABC and the SBS, had a proper level of funding and uh, were were actual competitors to the commercial networks, then the commercial networks would probably lift their game. And we wouldn't have to deal with so much crap from them as far as rescheduling stuff that doesn't take off within the first 20 minutes mm. of it being on screen uh, with the footy show running t- 20 t- minutes over time and We've screwing everybody over on that. We've talked about this before, and I know you guys have, but my God, like they've only got themselves to blame. How many times, your classic for me, the, the thing that turned me off commercial TV. Is it The Wing? No, it was The Sopranos. Midnight. And the way they dicked it around on oh. Channel 9. You'd get excited, sit down, watch it. This is a great show. I love this show. Oh, it's the nanny rerun. You know, like it just, it is so insulting the way that they, the disrespect with which they treat their viewers. Yeah. And so basically I'm a classic example of someone who pretty much watches a little bit of commercial TV but basically buys stuff. 
you know, or or waits until I can buy it or watch it that way because I can't stand to rely on the programming. So if they're losing people watching their ads, they've got no one to blame but themselves. And this is this is what we've been talking about a, a lot is that they really do push people onto illegal downloading. Absolutely. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but yes, they do. It's, it, they <laughs> yes, do. They, they do. You know, they, they only have and themselves to blame. And all purchasing, you know. And, well, yeah, and all and purchasing. Mm. I, I purchase a lot of television yeah. on DVD and sometimes some of it finds its way on my computer. Yeah. But the, uh, uh, the, the thing is they're giving – they're not listening to audiences. Mm. Uh, the government isn't thinking about what's best for audiences here. Mm. They're thinking about what is best for – the uh, for the soapboxes that they can use for their mm. for their next election. I'm very cynical about this. I don't like I'm it. I'm sensing that. I'm yeah. sensing it. Makes, makes Look, angry. anything that kind of has the premise that commercial television networks um, are poverty stricken certainly makes one question it. Like, I mean, it just doesn't it just doesn't ring true. And as someone who occasionally appears on television, I can tell you that they're not giving the money to the artists. You know, so there's a lot of money exchanging hands and it's not trickling down. So what's going on? You know, those that are like Channel 9 as as a case in point, uh, they're in financial straits because the company that bought them borrowed so much money at the wrong time to do it. And they're just paying off interest. It's bad bad management. Mm. Mm. And there's nothing to say that these rebates are going to be put into – Australian content. Mm. It's 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 like it could just as easily be put into Australian content as it could into the cocaine dealer's pocket. Mm. There's there's mm. nothing mm. in between those lines that except you know the cocaine dealer would have to give receipts because they'd have to account for it. Yeah, and if in fact it was, you wouldn't have started Underbelly where you started it. If you were going to invest in Australian content, you know, speaking of Sopranos and that kind of connection, you would have started Underbelly with I've had to do, which is you know five thousand prequels because it was so successful. And let it start back and go chronologically and actually follow it through. But that would have required a long-term investment. Oh, because yes. the first one was so current, though, it had a, had definitely had so much more energy about it that, you know, Carl Williams was still out on the streets when, sure. it, when it went to air. And I don't know. I've, I, I still haven't seen it because I live in Victoria. <laughs> uh, you, saw a, you saw an edited version, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw the whole thing. All right. We're uh, giving it a one, thumbs down. The one that uh, cut out Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Uh, there was a lighter news item somewhere. We've there lost is. the internet, by the way, so, uh, which, so we, which, you know, we've got none of that. Funnily enough, is supplied by me, which I know will shock <sighs> listeners already that I have come up with a lighter what news could it item. Be about? Um, I'm that's, a little that's why bit... we have you on, Carrie Bigmore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Are you going to make a tampon joke now? God, I could eat Carrie for breakfast. She's a tiny little thing. You could. You could, and you'd still be hungry. <laughs> Pick her out of my teeth. Are you talking actually or metaphorically as far as talent goes? Oh, hey. I possibly. Oh. I couldn't. This is my first conflict of interest. You could be taking me into a very grey area. One day I might actually be on the 7pm project, That's and then right. I'd have to be nice and pretend. That's that what I hadn't everybody said has to do. Carry big paws on there. <laughs> oh, Christ oh. almighty. Oh, I, I didn't even realise what I was starting when I... Uh, As I've said, no, a news item, a, a light lot news of, item. A lot of news item. Um, I'm very, very pleased that uh, Survivor, Heroes v Villains, is coming. In fact... This is this is number two, Heroes v Villains 2, isn't no, it? No, no, no. They've had uh, fans v favourites. Okay. 
And they've had... And they've had All uh, Stars. All Stars. Where they bring back... This is Heroes, the baddies, versus the goodies. So are, they bringing a, back, are they bringing back uh, Johnny... Johnny Fairplay. Johnny the, Shit in the Toilet. The greatest um, the villain bed. of Survivor uh, history. In the bed. He yeah. did both. He did an upper decker. He shit and, in the toilet. What? And, no, but he did upper decker. What's hang on, decker? hang on. Is hang that on. up on the system? Johnny yeah. Fairplay Johnny did Fairplay. a poo in someone's bed. Yeah. This is on a on a different show and I can't remember what it was called, but it was uh oh they, they my got God. they got reality television people to uh, come make together. Because you know he lied about his grandma dying. Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. Make and so come together and make a horror film. That was so they were, they were and gonna, he laid a cable and they in put and so they bed. put all these reality television people in this one house and so they were living in the house together and making the horror film and uh, and yeah he did do that in someone's bed and that's what kicked, got him kicked out the and he was dirty like, little fucker I don't, I don't really know I don't know what I did wrong wow I don't think I, so he's just disgusting do and you know this, he is, this is after he did an upper decker and upper de- he married a woman off Australia's not Australia America's next top model. And you look at this woman, you just think, what is going – I mean, okay, he's been on TV. Is that enough? Now I know that he's shitting randomly in people's beds. He's a, he's, he's, he's That's a, dirty. So is he coming back? No, he's not coming back, which is quite interesting. I don't, think, I would probes, have I don't think probes him. would have him back. Well, probes, they did have him back for all stars. And he, yes. he, 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 he was, was out first round, He'd lost he? all his bite. Yeah. No, he bailed. So he is bailed. this like Survivor where they've changed the concept and they just have to save the cheerleader? <laughs> Jerry from Australia, you haven't watched Survivor, have you? I a while back. Okay, because yeah. Jerry was in um, Survivor Australia, which is probably the best oh, series God, of all time. What? Not not Australian Survivor, oh, okay. American Survivor set in, in Australia. Australia. Yes, yes. Um, Outback, Outback, and they're bringing back Colby, who came runner up in that as a hero because he was your good Southern. He boy. was also in All Stars. Yeah, and he was sweet as pie and had a bit of a thing with his mother, dirty. Um, and <laughs> Jerry, who is like a kind of cheerleader but with a bit of grunt. You know, she's a bit of a bit of a nasty pasty, but I love Doric and she's great. She really resists anyone who's watched Survivor will know there's a real kind of moral high ground bullshit current that goes through it with it. Oh, I've kept my integrity intact. No, you haven't. It's Survivor. Like, honest to God, who do you think you're kidding? You lost. The reason you kept your integrity intact is because you lost and you didn't have the opportunity to shit all over someone else. So Jerry totally resisted all that metaphorically. Although Johnny Fairplay, but no, the um, heroes of note would be Colby from Australia, Rupert. A lot of people remember Rupert yep. with the hairy dude. Saree, my all-time favourite Survivor cast member, which is an African American woman who was in Panama, and she just call, she's just one of those women who just calls you on your you know BS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she yeah. just sorts you out. And Sugar, who I love, who I think <laughs> I'm not sure if she's a porn star, but if she wasn't a porn star, she could have made a really good porn star. Pavadi is Pavadi. Pavadi is back in the villains. Ah, uh, excellent. Of course, Pavadi hot. Yeah, totally hot. Hot as, but a biatch. Hotter than Melbourne at Randy, the moment. Randy, hotter than Melbourne at the moment. Um, and Coach. Did any of you see Coach? No. He was um, Survivor Token Teens, which I probably pronounced incorrectly. Coach is without a doubt. The most mental person I've ever seen on reality TV. Mental because he wasn't just crazy. He didn't actually know he was crazy. You know, like fair play, he knows he's a lunatic. Whereas Coach actually is convinced. Like he'd tell these long elaborate stories about how he was literally, you know, captured by pygmies 
in Africa <laughs> and then someone had to rescue him and then he like if you broke your leg he sort of had his shaved off by you know a distant tribe but like, he was just out of control but he fully believed every word he said who was the guy who foolishly thought it was a good idea to use survivor mm. as the best way to give up smoking oh and i loved him what was he i can't remember? remember he had a blackberry he was he was he was going insane he was going, well he smoked like what three packs he, a like day three or packs a day and then just went cold turkey but also he was totally addicted to his blackberry so he actually got a rock yeah that's right <laughs> and he sat there pretending it was a blackberry kind of like texting his son but he was great i can't remember his name but Jeezy, was but a, he, he's a real New Yorker. So he's not coming back? No, I, oh, I didn't recognise him there. I would have met Johnny Fairplay's missing. Richard Hatch is missing because Richard Hatch is still in the big house. He's, he's still in the big house? So he's yeah, a, he's surviving in a whole different way. Which is such a shame. Boston Rob's coming back. It's a villain. Yeah. Which surprised me. I don't think he was a villain. I just really? think he played well. No. Well, he, 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 both, he both played well and, uh, and is a villain. I mean, a, anyone who can... Anyone who can uh, win his share of a million dollars by proposing sure. having lost the game. Sure, yeah. But, Ru- I mean, <laughs> Russell, you know, from the last series from Samoa, who's probably the best player of all time, and God knows how he didn't win. It was a travesty. But he's a true villain. I mean, he would literally sell one of his own children to win that show. Like, he was hardcore. Boston Rob, ah, oh, come on. He wasn't a real villain. He just told a couple of lies, Yeah, people, like we all do. People like to hate him, though. They do like, but I don't really understand. I mean, he's he's the woman that he married because they went on that other awful reality show that I can't. Oh, remember. Amazing it's Race. too stressful. Don't, don't you don't you tell me Amazing Race is awful? Oh, it's too stressful. It's terrible. It's, it's terribly I fantastic. I can't watch That's it. That's what it is. It's just too it's stressful wonderful. for me, honestly. It it sent like I'd need to take Valium to watch that show. Well, you should. Right, whereas Survivor moves a bit slower. It's a, it's is that because slower. you, and I you love picture probes. yourself in their position I and, do. and having no cash? And having I'm the sort of person, I literally get to the airport, like for an international flight, four or five hours early. For a domestic flight, which I do quite often for work, I will get there at least two hours early. Really? Like I'm really very anal about transport and stuff. So you can imagine. And you're worried that you're going to fall asleep at the gate and they'll be Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've done – I did it – the first time I went to Edinburgh Festival, I had a 36-hour flight because the connections were all – you know, I was doing cheap flights and whatever. Mm. I refused to sleep because I was so concerned that I'd, like, miss a flight or I'd get stuck in the airport. No. No. What if we had to land somewhere and I had to refuel and then people got off the plane and left me there? They'd wake you up. I know None of this is rational. <laughs> so you're going to say Amber. Amber is uh, Rob's wife. Amber is yeah. Rob's wife. Like, she shouldn't have won. So, like, all of the kind of, you know, moral stuff that spewed at Rob, I mean, he should have won. Like He, he, he should have won, but he didn't win because the people didn't want to vote for him. No. Right, because so his, his vote contestants didn't want to vote for him. That's the game. Because they didn't want to play. That is the, the game, but game you, watch, you didn't watch the last series, did you, Samoa, when no. Russell lost? It. You honestly could not believe. I've never been more outraged by an outcome of a reality TV show because Russell was brilliant. He found, you know, the hidden immunity idols. Yeah. He found four hidden immunity idols, three of them without any clues. Like the guy was on a tribe where there were four people left. The other team had nine and he managed to get rid of them all. Like he was brilliant. And this other woman, and I understand that sometimes the women have to play this kind of, you know, tag along strategy because strong women get voted out and da-da, I understand that. But this woman did nothing, no strategy, 
you know, no kind of stuff around the camp. Like there was no reason for her to win other than the fact that they were all pissed off that he was better than they were. Like it was a, it was a vote purely of spite. Oh, that's part of the game. So how, it so, surely so she, is. She was given money for not doing any work. Exactly. That's exactly what the government's doing. <laughs> Callback. Yeah. So when's when's uh, Heroes versus Villains? Well, I saw a very quick snippet, um, literally as I was walking past the TV, about it being on Channel Nine. So I assume it's coming up, you know, within the next few weeks. They must be filming it about now because Samoa only just finished. Did and they Russell was burn in Samoa on Go? Uh, Did they yeah. end up showing that on the main channel? Uh, they yes. ended up showing it on the main channel. I think it just finished. Yeah. Because yeah, I'd watched it on the intranet. And then they put it on the on the television. But they weren't very enthusiastic about it, were they? No, I don't think so. I don't think they Whereas they it are once. obviously because they used to in Survivor Heyday, it was prime time, you know, and they had a good time slot mm. and da 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 da. It looks like this one, the Heroes v Villains, might actually well they're spruiking it, put it that way. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll actually have a decent time slot, and let's hope they keep it on the same night of the week. At the same time each week. That would be good. You're fooling yourself. Well, Survive, it's the kind of thing you miss an episode. You're fooling yourself. You're screwed. Well, it's Channel 9 we're talking about. All right. Come on, Channel 9. And that is the Box Cutters News. Hi, this is the fabulous Adam Richard and you are listening to the Box Cutters. (gasps) I love them. They're very exciting. And now here's my famous catchphrase. You ready? Say hi to your dad for me. Oh, maybe that's not mine. (laughs) Uh, the, uh, the, The fattest loser, also known as Brad... Uh, the biggest loser? Yes. Did you want the proper name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fatty loser. Or fat, fatty loser. Uh, Did you put Adam Richard on deliberately then? Because he'll, he'll, he could go you. Um, what, with a big hug. Brett's, <laughs> Brett's in charge of the buttons, Adam. I've got nothing to do with it. I've I think Adam's looking very slim. I think both Adam Richard <laughs> and myself are comfortable in our own skin. So it's, oh, I think Adam and I, I did a gig with Adam on Saturday night and we were both talking about how happy we were to be chubby. <laughs> so there you go. Are we, uh, are we talking about ourselves as Fattest Losers? <laughs> or are we talking about the show? Come on. Uh, fattest Loser, it's, it's a, a new series started last week. Yep. Uh, th- there's a, a new host, new Hayley host. Lewis. Uh, AJ Rochester apparently is still finishing her sentences from the last <laughs> series. Did you see AJ Rochester on um, Good News Week? No. Oh, man. Because I, now I understand actually why they curtailed her so much. Because, you know, it's so scripted with Does her. She she'd be talking really? about, have you lost one point? So, and then I saw her on Good News Week. And um, she's got like a maniacal kind of like self going on you know one of those people you go i'm not sure what it is you're just a little bit unhinged you know like you're kind of funny i was gonna try to get her on the show but (laughs) yeah i'm sure she's lovely uh, i'll make sure she's not on a show where you where where you're on no because then she'll go you for calling her unhinged well she's just got you know one of those people gotta go like there's a kind of it's it's just a bit too much or something Right. Okay, now you look at me like I'm unhinged and I shouldn't I, have said I, that. I am a little bit worried that noise did freak me out a, yeah. a, a bit. But yeah, so, so but AJ, anyway, AJ yeah. used to talk yeah, very, Lewis. very slow. And mm. Hayley Lewis is doing that a little bit. Yes. But she's not doing it nearly as uh, much. As much. Although Hayley Lewis, I'm sorry, um, you're just not fat enough and you never have been. No, that's, no she was. She was not she's, nowhere near as fat as AJ. On. She had a swimmer's... She was like she was size fourteen, swimming. but now that now there's very very little apart from skin and bone. 
And AJ was like size 26 or something. Like she knows what it's like to weigh 150 kilos. If Hayley has ever broken the 100 kilo mark, I will chew my own foot off and be under 100 kilos myself. Is that is that a this prerequisite for being the host of the show, though? I do, think it helps. Do you, do you have to have, have been fat? Because there's absolutely no sympathy in the, in the host role. Mm. There's just uh, announcing what kind of torture you're going to go through this week. How nice would it be, for example, like if you took best case scenario for Fatty Loser, how nice would it be to have a Magda hosting it? Like someone who could actually relate to having been, um, you know, having struggled with their weight. Sure, but I you, think it would you've, be got to, you've got to go down a, f- down a few rungs from Magda. You're not going to get Magda to do it. No, well, Jenny Craig. Well, yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's a big commitment. I mean, she could barely commit to the Spearman project. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not commenting on Magda. I'm not, as in no way. There's no way you're getting anything out of me on Magda. It's a terrible show. Spearman Project is a terrible show. I, I, no, I just, I just think that it's, it's too big a risk yeah. for, uh, but for, look, for Magda, who's known, who, who is a, a character comedian. But it doesn't have to be a celebrity. Like, but just find someone who's good off the cuff, who has actually had weight issues. I mean, okay, Hayley Lewis, when she finished... Um, her swimming career, put on a little bit of weight, but nothing like what the contestants are dealing with. It's just too smug to have some scrawny little skin and bones thing up the front kind of going, oh, good on, now you're only 170 kilos. <laughs> so do you think it's, it's more condescending than in previous her years? Into, I absolutely think it's more condescending. And I think my general view of Fatty Loser is that it's completely morally reprehensible, but it's very good TV. They've tried to counter the moral reprehensibility mm. this year by With having mas- master classes, yeah, where you're you're taught how everything that they've tried to get you to, to do in training, like mm. running until your heart stops, and uh, and and jumping up and down, breaking both your legs because of all that weight, yeah, uh, is not the right thing to do. No. Well, that's, I found that very interesting. I think it was because um, we've been doing our homework to talk about it. Mm. And Friday night, I think it was, they had Norman Swan on. Do you remember Norman Swan used to be on Triple J? Yeah, and, well, he's on Radio um, National. Radio yeah, yeah, and Radio Na- and- exactly. And there he is saying, don't diet, don't l- lose weight too quickly, don't overexercise, basically change your overall diet, stop eating crap and go for a walk, is essentially what he said. And yet you've got the show promoting hey. the entire opposite thing. One of the men, I can't remember his name, but the, one of the bigger men had lost nine point seven kilos in one week. Now that's when when you are that big, it is possible to lose that much water. It's still not in one good. Week. Oh no, it's not good for you. You know, and your, I your think body doesn't know what to do. Imagine being he's what let's say he's one hundred and seventy kilos or whatever. That, so he's obese, perhaps morbidly obese. The people watching the show who also fall into that category, you can absolutely see them going. Well, if I can't lose nine kilos a week, then I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Whereas the the aim should always be half a kilo. What's a week. it? Half a kilo a half week a is, kilo is a your week. max. Like even Magda, um, to her credit, I mean, there's a whole other range of issues with spruiking for Jenny Craig. But what she lose? Twenty five kilos, but over two years, yeah. like a reasonable rate of weight loss. So. Yeah, I mean, there's so many issues with with Fatty Loser. I that, know Brett had some other issues with it. You know, the exploitative nature of it. Is, what did you? What do you find to be the worst part of it? Um, well, I, I've I've got a lot of notes. Yes. <laughs> oh, and you can't find them. No, no, I, no, I've got them here. Uh, 
Yeah, just the exploitation of it. Um, so, so I watched an episode, I think from Thursday, mm-hmm. where they had the commando, the which commando. I think was in, 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 in uh, quotes, which is like it, ritual humiliation. Yes, yeah, um, which uh, you know may have may actually be an exercise uh, that's useful as far as getting uh, getting the weight off and getting them all to work together. Um, so, so it was it was basically pull this massive dump truck up a small incline mm. and then and then move. But hang on, five tons of we'll dirt wake you from up in one the middle pile of the night to another. To do it. But the, there was yeah. absolutely no need for them to to yeah. invade their their yeah. sleeping quarters in the yeah. middle of the night and make them do that at mm. that point. Mm. Um, and then so they they but you know the point of the commando. I mean, literally, the point is to make them cry. What, yeah. yeah, yeah, like we want to see then, you broken down emotionally. It wasn't enough mm. that they did that with the commando, but uh, then they kept them digging until dawn mm. with a key as the prize for that, which uh, unlocked a padlock on a on a crate back at uh, at the camp, mm. uh, C- which was camp biggest loser, which was uh, <laughs> camp biggest loser, full of letters from their their CBL. families, oh. which at which point they got them all to sit down. In a in a fully orchestrated semicircle, so that everybody was pu- uh, visible to all the cameras, um, and one by one, read out aloud mm. the letters that they'd been sent. Mm. And using uh, Channel 7's old uh, Australian Open super slow mo camera mm. technology, oh, uh, nice. which, in which you get uh, two frames per second, uh, strung out any moment when when any of them were crying, mm. and it was just all about. But they want to reinforce the idea. That being fat is the most tragic thing that can befall a person in their lifetime. I mean, this is the whole current kind of societal discourse about fat, and I think it's come well, from you can't you can't have a, a reality show of who can who can you know get into remission quickest. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes, it's called RPAs. <laughs> But, you know, this whole kind of idea, they love the crying and the tear. I remember seeing one guy, I can't remember his name now, but from a few seasons ago, who they showed him talking to his son. And the the, the gist of the story is his son was embarrassed to walk to school with him because his dad was so fat. Now, the solution to that was not to teach the son to have some integrity and emotional depth and love his father for who he is and teach his kid about how, you know, we're all beautiful people and all of the kind of lovely things that you should teach children. But, yes, I'll go off and humiliate myself on national television so that you don't have to walk to school with a fatty. And I just, oh, the sadness. And this other woman, Christy, I remember, had five kids and her biggest thing was, I hate my body. She just kept saying repeatedly, I hate my body. And all I could think was, that body gave you five children. Like, even just to to talk about your body in that way, like, it's just so sad. Yeah, so and, sad. Uh, to, to be fair, I hated her mind. But sure, <laughs> there was, <laughs> and also there well, was the, the 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 thing is that a lot of people there who have children say, mm. "I I need to do this so that I'm there for my children, mm. so that I'm there mm. for my grandchildren, mm. so that I survive." Mm. Uh, and and a, a lot of these people are unhealthily. Absolutely, big. there's some truth in that. No question. Uh, so so you you can't discount that. You no. can't discount. That there are health benefits. Mm. You can't discount that in the first series, mm. they did talk a lot about good diet. Mm. And while the exercise was extremely When Gillian okay, and Bob were doing it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but now they don't, they don't talk about that at all. Mm. All they talk about uh, is 
calorie counting. Yeah. And uh, and over-exercising. They're over-complicating it, obviously, to get the weight off quickly. But also, you don't sell – you're not going to sell bloody – I noticed when I was watching the other night the amount of ads for Fat Blaster and, you know, Fatty Loser Shakes and all this kind of bullshit. You're not going to sell that if you do a Norman Swan every time you come on you say, you know what, try not to eat junk food and go for a walk. Lay off like, the snacks. And over time, you will lose weight. Like, that doesn't sell anything. And that's where the, what did you call it, fat exploitation comes in. Yeah. It's like trying to get your money rather than if it was a kind of health show, because of course you don't want some poor bastard hauling around 200 kilograms. Like, of course he needs to lose 100 kilos. Like, we all, we all acknowledge that. But does this actually help anyone who's overweight or morbidly obese? Because the moral, the moral overtones of the language too drives me mad. It's like, oh, well, you're thin. Therefore, you must be healthier in every way. I feel like saying to the scrawny mole who's, you know, yelling at them, have you ever had a speeding fine? You know, have you ever had unprotected sex? Have you got a stressful job? Do you eat too much salt? Because, you know, like skinny people can do things that affect their health as well because we're like all human, <laughs> you know? No, I'm not, I'm not following. <laughs> you know, with me? No. The, uh, the, the, you know, fat people are human and, and skinny people are not human and they're immortal. <laughs> right. I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know how you don't understand. Have you that. ever heard but anyone the- talk back? I actually heard a dude on talk back ring in and say, if you're overweight um, or obese, that you should be denied access to Medicare mm-hmm. because you have chosen that life. And that's where I got rolled up and, and rang in on talk back, as oh, I you want didn't. to do, and said, have you had a speeding fine? Oh, you've had a spe- well. You've partaken in high, high risk activity, and if you ever have a car accident, you shouldn't be allowed to go to the emergency room. Have like you- the medical system would be great if there were no freaking people in it. You know, like it's we're humans. Josh is looking yep. at me the, like uh, Nella, you're not human. What? what? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not human. I'm, I'm saying Norman Swan with his <laughs> advice. Yeah. Uh, no, th- uh, for, for me, Biggest Loser is uh, is is just about repetition. It's, so yeah. it's not only about reinforcing uh, bad ideas and, and, yeah, it's not necessarily healthy. I mean, mm. in some ways it is – if it encourages some people yeah. to get out there and start walking, if it encourages mm. some people to stop eating five dim sims a day, mm. then uh, then good on it. Like, mm. that's, that's helping. It's such a boring show. That's my biggest problem oh, with it. Oh, see, I don't find it what, boring. That they, I, that I, they play I, verbatim the cliffhanger and then yeah, go to the yeah, ads yeah. and come and back and they, they and play the last yeah. 20 I can, seconds again. I can get through an episode yeah. of, of Fattest Loser in about 35 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can... Because I, I just, I just sit well, it's there all and about the reveal. Forward. It's about the before and after, and that's all you need. That's and the and we're the part. only, mm. we're the only country in the world that has it six or seven days a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And Australian it, content. Yeah, it's it is it's Australian content. Cheap this points. is this is where yeah. the license fee money isn't going now. Uh, the uh, the the. So, so the idea, how many times in the weigh-in episode mm. do they say yellow line? Yeah. I want it to be above the yellow line. Mm. If we if we did well, we got above the yellow line. Oh, I was a bit worried that I was mm. going to end up below the yellow line. Mm. Oh, the yellow line is on the TV screen that I can see. Mm. Yeah, oh, that thing with the yellow line in it. Yeah, it's a mm. yellow line. It's not just a game. It's not just a game. It's not just a game. It's all about the yellow line. Yeah. It's about the yellow line. Yeah. Got to stay above the yellow line. Are you happy with your results? I'm, I'm not. I wish I was more yeah. further. <laughs> away from the yellow line. <laughs> <laughs> 
could I be further away from the yellow line? Did, I could be. If I'd lost more weight, I would have gotten... they mention the yellow line? They do mention they the yellow do. line a little bit. Yeah, a bit. See, I have to confess hand on heart, and I think it's important for me to be honest about this, and it's not going to shock either of you, but I don't find it boring. Like, I do actually have a complicated relationship to it because I think it's morally disgusting, but I find it very entertaining TV. And particularly the before and after kind of stuff, you know, but they, they're very good at doing that. Of kind of going, oh, look, here's, you know, X person at 180 kilos. Here's them at 160 and here's, you know, and so on down to 80 or whatever they get to. And it's fascinating. It's just fascinating to watch them. But you can just do that in the – look at the Jenny Craig uh, ads in the magazines you at your doctors. you don't get to know those people. You know, I mean, that's that's how reality TV works, I think, is you get like Manalita. I don't know if any of you ever saw her a few years ago. She's like the villain oh. of Fatty Loser. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to call her Muntalita. Muntalita. <laughs> My partner did an installation artwork of Manalita. Um, she was just uh, diabolically horrible. And so, you know, really good watching. And um, Big Wall and people like, you know, there's various people who've come through who you genuinely kind of get to know and either love or hate. And watching them, I, I'm hesitating to say the word journey, but watching them on their journey is, is fascinating. See, and I, I, don't, I don't find that. I can't, I can't relate to, uh, to any of these people right. because uh, are they trying to – and this is what I can't work out. Like, mm. Are they trying to help themselves mm. or are they trying to win a competition? I think it depends who they are. Some of them are genuinely like they just – they can't – they've failed so many times going on all these crazy kind of weight loss schemes um, – and then they think, and this is the other problem with Biggest Loser, because I imagine how many people apply for it thinking, I'll lose weight when I get on The Biggest Loser. Mm. So you wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And how many people are ever going to get on it? You know? Now, also, the, the trainers that they've got in there, they mm. just say, like, is that what, what they want to be like? They're, yeah, they're exactly. such freaking buffheads who, who are completely obsessed with training mm. who have nothing else in their lives and where's the pleasure doesn't that, doesn't that put them off losing that weight yeah and where's the you know that just that kind of thing i think of it as that sort of european sensibility compared to an american one like the american real puritanical kind of stuff like get everything out that's human about human beings whereas the europeans like you know what if you really love a glass of wine you should put a glass of wine into your weekly diet plan. Or if you really love Mars bars, you know what? Have one every couple of weeks and also, or whatever. They don't I, have I, any of that. I guess it was the immunity challenge this week. That it was who could eat the most calories in one yes. sitting? This is the other What's ridiculous the thing. And they put, you know, the fridges. They literally have fridges behind them that are full of their favourite foods. So if your favourite food's KFC and Dim Sims and da-da-da, there it is just waiting. See if the fatty will eat but, it. But... You hate it. Mm. I know. I, see, that's that's what I don't understand. I know. I, I hate it, and mm. and and I watch it, and I, I like the same thing. I like the the uh, was fat now thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You like to see that. Yeah. But that's why I've got the fast forward button right. on on my remote. And Do I'll you go- watch football? No, because I have the same relationship to football, where I hate the kind of. A lot of the elements of the culture around football that I find really, you know, male dominated and all the rest of it. Piss ups after the game and you know, and, group and all rapes of the NRL group rape and all that kind of stuff. And yet, I watch. I'm not an NRL fan, but I watch AFL and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I get into the broadcast. I get into the ceremony of it and the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. So I think the truth is, I like to think I'm just more honest than a lot, Joshua Canal. 
where I just am prepared to have hold those things in tension. Right, but if if there was either that or I've just got incredibly bad taste, which did is you like, highly likely. Did you like MasterChef? Loved MasterChef. Right, and, and MasterChef, I I could see there was there was value in it. I mean, aside from the you know horrible manipulation that went on, and sure, I've sure. discussed that ad nauseum. Uh, but MasterChef was basically showing everyone can cook, mm. and and one of the great things about MasterChef that could be carried on to mm. uh, to, to fattest loser is. Everyone can do this. Yes, that's right. But that's not a lesson that we learn from no. Fattest Loser. You no. can only do this if you've got five hours a day mm. to spend with a personal trainer, mm. if you've got someone who is... You're literally imprisoned. Yeah. They refer to it as a compound. I mean, there is nothing on a moral, ethical level that is redeemable about Biggest Loser. I mean, I've tried, I've tried to think about it thinking, oh, well, maybe it inspires people. I really don't think it does. Because I think all it does is if you're trying to lose weight, make you think you should do it in a way that's completely unsustainable. I can't see anything morally good about it, but I am prepared to admit that I enjoy watching it. Is it good television? I think it is good television. Really? In, in a sense that it's entertaining. I don't think it's good in a moral sense, but I think it's enter- – I mean, it's got very good ratings, I'm sure. Would it, be, would it be better television if it was once a week? Absolutely. I'd absolutely agree with that. And, and they are missing a prime opportunity. Like, they should have – you know, Norm and Swan running it instead of those two crazy trainers. And yeah. actually, you know what, have them on there for a year. Like let them come, not that they'd have to live in the compound for a year, but do it over a reasonable amount of time and teach people how they can actually change their diet and lifestyle to be healthy rather than this three months we've got to get literally 60, 70 kilos are off you, you. Are you going to watch it if they only lose half a kilo a week no but what i would do is if they filmed one series a year and then showed it over say six months yes i would right the you know? uh the you don't have to see it live uh another problem i have with uh with Fattles is just the, the intellectual dishonesty of it yeah uh where they say uh you've lost this much this this percentage of body weight and so yeah. it's comparing body weight against against body weight yeah which sounds fair fair yeah but it's not. Well, I think I've heard you say it's a big man's game. Well, you, yeah, you, yeah. Otherwise, you need to look at what the uh, what the ideal body weight is, mm. what the goal weight mm. is. Who gets there first? And or, yeah. well, it's, it's not who gets there first, but who loses the most weight based on their starting weight mm. minus their goal weight, mm. not mm. minus mm. their total body weight. Well, you see, there's that one girl. I don't know their names, but one of the twins, I think, who weighs what well, at the starting point 105 kilos or something to that effect. Now she is clearly going to get to a point pretty quickly where she literally can't lose any more weight. I mean, she hasn't got. I think she just got under 89 kilos. Yeah, this so week. she hasn't got and the she was hundred the one that to won lose the, uh, the immunity. By eating 4,000 calories. So what, she'd lose maximum, say, another 10 or 15, and she'd be in her recommended weight range. So that's, what, another two or three weeks. So she can't possibly win. Yeah, So there's no – I mean, how can you compete against a man who's 20 years old and weighs 180 kilos? But it's just got a lot more. What's that? Her sister's got a lot more. So so maybe her sister will be carrying her – through. But even still, I mean, basically, the fatter you are, plus men lose weight quick. You know, there's no way to make it fairer in no. that competitive sense. It's just there's nothing they can do. But the pretense that it's fair is kind of galling. Have a boys season Nelly, when and a girls uh, season. When, when yes, is, they could. Uh, when is fattest loser on? I have no idea. Right, too much. It's every night. It's on it's on night. Every night, seven thirty, channel ten, uh, except for Saturday nights. I don't. Think I'm trying not to watch it. I'm on a really? diet. I'm not a fatty loser diet. 
You try try not I'm to watch it. I'm going to try not to watch it this season. And so, you know what? Don't watch it for six weeks. Yeah. And then... Can I just watch the weigh-ins on Sunday night? And then I can just see how much they've lost. Just once a week. Just check in. No. I can't watch it at all. Can't watch it at all. See, this is the problem with the dieting mentality. Now I want to watch it. Right. Can't watch it. <laughs> you can't watch it at all, but only for six weeks. Okay. All right. And so, I'll report back. So in six weeks' time... Sure. Then you'll watch Fattest Loser again. Yeah. And tell me if you still think it's good television. Can I watch So You Think You Can Dance? Yes, you can. Okay. And not only, as much as you want. Okay. Not only is it on six nights a week, uh, but uh, Channel 10 are also running it out as encore presentations during the days as well. Right. You're not allowed to watch those either. You turn on can Channel I? 10? No. Can you I watch, watch Dr. Phil? You can watch Dr. Phil. I can watch Dr. Phil and I can't watch Fatty Loser. Correct. There's, some, there's something going wrong here. <laughs> D feels in, Fatty Loser's out, and yep. this is on the basis of what's good television. Uh, of of just just tell me if you <laughs> if you still think it's good television in okay. six weeks time. But you know when I say good television, I don't mean good television in the way that I love The Wire. I no. recognise it's not good television; it's entertaining. But is it as entertaining as So You Think You Can Dance? Is it as entertaining yes. as Idol? Yes, yes, it is. See, I I don't. Yeah. I think I think you, you're wearing you're wearing fattest loser goggles. <laughs> why, I want I want you to go. Maybe my chubby eyelids are clouding my judgment. I want you to go fat cold turkey. Okay, go, go some fat turkey. Yeah, and uh, can I should I weigh in before and after? Yeah, and then <laughs> and then uh, in six weeks time we'll uh, we'll talk about fattest loser All right. again. Cool. Done. Are you one of those that follows follows the Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. Brett Cropley. Yes. I'm a little bit worried that the show's gotten a little bit earnest. Can well, you uh, can you dig us out of the earnestness with some uh, I don't buy it? I'm pretty earnest with my I don't buy it. I know. Have you mm. noticed that? Or is it I, I don't buy it? It's I don't spy it. We open on a classroom with eyes, the teacher. Eyes, eyes don't buy it. Oh, I I asked you. I asked. <laughs> asked you. So yeah, in the in the pictures so, of the scene, okay, we we I'm, open I'm on a classroom it. with the teacher talking about how kids at school really need a good breakfast to learn, and says, "Look, as this." To provide clear proof in the classroom that is magically frozen in time. Now, hang on. Can I can I stop you there? It's true. A good breakfast does help you learn. Mm. Next, go on. She then goes to a student, holds up a piece of paper that uh, catches. Uh, uh, hang on. It's true. They do have students in school. Goes holds up a piece of paper that captures a projection of the representative images she's been teaching coming out of his ear. And does the same with the second. One of the projections was all glitchy and unclear, whereas the one she touches is sharp and clear. That's the uh, student that she touched while they were frozen in time. Uh, she this touched is, a student. That's this is not allowed. She'll be in a bracelet soon. Mm. Security. This is uh, demonstrating that Sultana yeah. Brown is, is a fantastic breakfast and gets your kids ready for school to, to learn everything. Fights the fuzzies is their tagline. But this is not any sort of demonstration. <laughs> we do actually believe that this woman can freeze a classroom in time, set up students' heads as projectors and then touch them. It's bad, <laughs> bad, bad science like that we'd see on Brainiac with John Tickle. <laughs> Was Kelly LeBrock there? Let's go. Weird science. That is really... Yeah. If you want to prove something in a commercial, don't pop up an, up an animation of a fairy that says it's so and act like it's closed. 
It's still a fairy and they don't exist and projectors in schoolboys' heads don't exist. Salt at it, Brian. I don't buy it. Do you want to... <laughs> Sultana brand, because if you eat too much of it, you definitely get the fuzzies. What? If you're too regular. But what's diarrhea got to do with fuzzies? I'm not sure. I don't know. I just thought it was a good euphemism. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, project, projecting out of chill. That's not how you show that someone's learnt something. Have some bloody knowledge. What about that? Or yes. how about the fact that doesn't matter, you know, if you've got a dumb kid, doesn't matter how much Sultana brand you feed him. No, it's how hard you hit them. They're not going to be top of the class. Do you know, I saw someone recently, I hate to do the judgmental of mother's thing, but I will on this occasion, um, with a kid who would have been certainly under three, probably two and a half, putting Coke into its bottle. What? Coca-Cola. Because when you said good breakfast, I thought, oh, does Diet Coke and a slice of Diet count? Which would be mine on some days. Um, Coca-Cola into a baby bottle. It does count, just not for much. Uh, that's, that's bad. That, that's that is hardcore. bad parenting. That's hardcore. That is, you know, that's that's what I want to say. Instead of fattest loser, yeah, yeah. I want to say bad parent becomes good parent. Oh, isn't that the nanny? No, that's that was just a show with Fran Drescher. It wasn't no, real. No, no, what's that nanny one? Super nanny. Super nanny. Mm, isn't that, that her walking in basically going, hey, dude. Yeah, it's not acceptable to put Coca-Cola in your baby's bottle because it's going to like have a tantrum and ask you for things. <laughs> so, so there were projectors in these kids' heads. Yeah, they had projections of, of mm. I think, a parent. Like, oh, and a, you know, dark. a mathemat. <laughs> yes, a mathemat. <laughs> like, it's a dark vision of the future. I think they're oh. up to version four of mathemat now. Do you eat uh, Sultana brand? Actually, I do. Mm. Not because I'm fuzzy in the morning. No. Because... Uh, too much information. <laughs> no, no, not fuzzy thinking. Do you just like See, it or do you eat it because you think now. it's healthy? Um, I like the taste of it and it does have the fibre. You like it because mm. Rebecca I'm, I'm not going to go the Julia Morris, uh, can you pass me that brick? You're not, yeah, you're right. not going to do the challenge. But no. the um, uh, you just like it because Rebecca Elmogalugalu used to be in the Elmogalugalu. Yeah. She's a pretty girl. Actually, she was. I can still bring that, that look that she gives in that ad to mind. Uh, it's it's still as cute as if, it ever was. Every time you have breakfast. On an advertising level with Sultana Brand, whether or not people do actually, do you like the taste or do you eat it because you've been told that it's good for you, which is basically what this ad is doing. It's not saying your kids are going to love it. It's saying your kids, it's healthier for them and they'll do better at school, which is a very different tack. To, to what the old ads were, yeah. which is don't Cocoa tell them. Cocoa Pops don't, and all that No, stuff. no, but the old uh, Sultana brand ads were don't tell them it's That's good for right. them and they'll eat it by the bowl. That's for. right. So it's a very different approach. Yeah. I'm not sure what point I'm now making. Now they're doing that with Cocoa Pops and, and one of the... Oh, and the grid, whole, what's the name, Carrie... Oh, what's the name? Armstrong. Yeah, with, with the all coke. the coke and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, um, but uh, specifically with those those cocoa pop grid things, how do they get the squares in there? Kind of deal. Oh, for um, God's and, sake. and talking about and oh, it's it's full of great stuff and it doesn't have fat in it. But you might as well have a bowl of ice cream full of sugar. Yeah, ice cream's yeah. got fat in it. It does. You can get no it's fat ice cream that is a bowl of sugar, basically. And if you put cocoa on it, yum, tasty. Oh, now I feel like Milo on ice cream. Milo on ice cream, yes. Yeah. Fatty loops. This is the thing with fatty loops. It too makes me want to eat crap because they show it as the temptation. Ooh, yeah, ooh. I could go a creme brulee. Ooh. ooh. Uh, You're not buying a, it. Sultana brand. This has been Cooking with Box Cutters. <laughs> if you watch one thing. 
Nelly Thomas, now that you're uh, not allowed to watch... Oh, hang on. This isn't fair, is it? No. Nelly and Brett, now that neither of you are allowed to watch... I Actually, that, you go you go with yours. All right, because right. we came... Basically, yep. listeners, we now. came in with the same if you only watch one thing. Now, now that you're not allowed to, now that you're not allowed to watch Fattest Loser, yeah, NFL. If you were going to watch one thing this mm. week, if I was going to watch one thing, I'd do it very quickly because it'll be on about now, which is um, tonight. What day is it? Monday. It's, it's Monday. Monday the eighth of February. Monday the 8th. By the time this goes out, it'll be gone. But they'll do a repeat of it, which is Australian Story. Um, actually, has Red Simon's son on it. Same who, help. unbeknownst to myself at least, oh. um, has actually. Battled, suffered, etc. Uh, cancer yep. from a very young age, and it is his story. So I heard him on the wireless today. Him and his mum. Him and his mum talking about it, and I thought, wow, that is actually genuinely fascinating. Didn't sound like one of those kind of um, cancer, like kind of predictable, you know, cancer stories that you see on well, the box. Well, it's kind of just an ongoing situation. He's had it for a long, long, long time, and well, they said like, you won't make it out of primary getting... school. Getting any worse in a hurry, mm. but who what knows, sort of you know? cancer is it? Do you know? Uh, I have been told I can't bring it to mind. But just quite amazing to hear this eighteen-year-old say, "Yes, yeah, so at the time I wouldn't make it out of primary school," and then you know I made it into high school, and they said you won't make. But even more interesting than that was the way his mum was talking about the fact that they basically have never allowed is probably not the right word, but they've always discouraged him seeing himself as a victim. And they've also discouraged mm-hmm. what I think of as that hippie bullshit of, you know, um, you can will this away and it was fate and if only you'd eaten organic your whole life, this wouldn't happen. Like they're very kind of, you know what, this could happen to anyone. It's not your fault. It's not your fault or your um, decision. Was it Louise Hay? Was she the one that wrote the book, that like that, that early New oh, Age look, book? About- it's very popular at the moment, all that nonsense. Um, and I think, again, the problem with it is there's some truth in Of course, if you eat well and everything, then that's great and isn't that fantastic. Um, but the idea that, you know, people will cancer into their bodies or all this kind of, you know, send it out to the universe bullshit. Like she seemed to be no. very big on countering that. So so, uh, so, so Australian Story. Australian Story. This week. Yeah. Now, Nellie's is uh, on at 8 o'clock on Monday the 8th of February. My one thing is uh, Australian Story, 12.30 p.m. on Saturday the 13th of February. Uh, yeah, what's on that one? Uh, that's, uh, once again, Samuel's Story. The For the first time, the funny oh. bad guy of television and radio, Red Simons and his wife, Ali, speak about their heartbreaking and inspiring journey with their son, Samuel. So what you've done there is you, you just... We you just set You just set Nelly up. You said, you can have the one that people can't see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll get one that people can actually use. I see glass half full. I thought, that's cooperation. Well, speaking of cooperation, I've got an ABC one as well. What's yours? So we're all in a big ABC hug. Mine is 11.25 on Thursday night on ABC One. Elvis Costello with Oi. Bill Clinton. I mm. want Elvis. you. Oh, don't start. I'll okay. just cry. Oh, will I'll you? Weep. Yeah. Allison, is that your favourite? No, I want you. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, such a oh, sad song. Anyway, so is this a series oh, that Bill Elvis Clinton. Costello has been doing? Elvis Cos- yeah. Andrew Denton-style interviews, perhaps? C- kind of. Is he interviewing people? Yeah. He's oh, interviewing Clinton's them. not the interviewer. No. Elvis oh, Costello interviewing people, but then also, you know, playing a song with them. You've had your fun. You don't get well no more. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit like uh, later with Jules Holland, but without uh, without four performances in the one show. Uh, 
Yeah, there are some performances in, in the one show. I don't know how many. Without four performances. Yeah. Oh, That's how later with Jules Holland. Because it's got four, four different bands. Which was bands similar and... to, uh, to Kate Sobrano's Studio 22, I think they called that. She did. She basically ripped off the idea. Or she was hosting a, a show that ripped off the idea of... Is he a good later. interviewer? Uh, I, he's, he's an interesting man. I've never actually seen mm. the show. He only speaks Irish, though. So it makes Does it he? difficult. Yeah. Uh, I, I am looking for it because I'm a big Bill Clinton fan and yep. a big Elvis Costello fan. Mm. And I, I would like to see the, uh, the, the two of them crap on about Absol- stuff. Oh, I love Elvis Costello. He's just, but I wonder, you know, so many musos, um, not, so, not so great. But he must be good in the interview or he wouldn't be doing this. Oh, well, you, you know, he's been in Larry Sanders and stuff and right. he's always been funny. So he's, I, I think he's got a good sense of humour. Yeah. Uh, and I think he was in the last episode of Conan O'Brien. Really? Uh, of The Tonight Show. In the band, there was this big, big thing where mm. you know, Conan got to play guitar with this band that had, uh, you know, one of the guys from ZZ Top in it. Mm. And I think Elvis Costello was in it and uh, mm. Will Ferrell was, uh, was singing. And uh, it was... Uh, and Beck. And Cowbell. And, yeah, and Beck was in it as mm. well. Like just this, this band where Conan's just gone, wow. I want to get all the people I've ever loved. I almost got to interview Elvis Costello. Almost. Yeah. Very, very close. I was doing a guest spot on um, 774 when he was in town and the producer said, look, he might drop in. So, and you're not allowed to tell anyone. <laughs> As if I emailed every single person I knew. <laughs> I might be talking to, to the point where I had people like trying to courier me posters so he could Aww. sign them. <laughs> he didn't drop in. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. But that's, that's close uh, enough. That's plenty to watch this week on the television there. Okay, question three. Which can all these going to be about war? No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Congratulations to Sophie who won last week's quiz question. Soap box, uh, which was. (laughs) Sofbo. Sobo. Uh, last last week's it's been so long since I've made up box cutter family names. Y- yeah, we've got Robo. For a good reason. Jobo. Well done, Sophie. Not, we've got two Jobos. And I ne- think that's what what complicated things. Your Nebo. Uh, <sighs> Sophie uh, so- Sophie correctly answered that the uh, the two shows that prompted John to think of the TV cliches segment were Leverage. Did you catch that segment last week, Nelly? No, but I actually did manage to download last week. To my iPod, ah. you should be giving me a round of applause for that because you know you know how I've struggled, and I did, but geez, it was long because I went for a walk and um, I walked for quite some time and yeah. it was still only halfway through, so I didn't get to that part. Yeah, now you know how Sorry. the listeners feel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, so Leverage and Glee were the uh, were the two shows, and she wins herself a hooja. That I have no idea how we're going to get to her because she lives in Canada. Oh, sea mail? Maybe, maybe by sea. Actually, you're going over to that that part of the world uh, not too long away, so maybe you can just drop by and. Can you get me some duty free? Maybe you, sh- you guys should uh, <laughs> meet in Toronto because, like, that's that's. I want a bottle of Malibu. It's really hard for her from the country into. <laughs> I don't want to have big to go smoke, to- and and you'll be on the eastern seaboard. I don't want to have to go to Toronto again. I've been there once. It's enough. This is for you, Nelly. <laughs> Are you patronising me? Because I yeah. can take you. Yeah, go on, take me with Murray Tregoning style <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Try. 
Try. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, yeah, Sophie, we'll we'll try and work out some way to uh, uh, to, to get you your huja. Well done, I, Sophie. It's about time box indeed. cutters paid off for you with uh, your 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 long standing commitment to the team. It's it, it, you you have been a, a very all the way from Canada. A, a very important part of the uh, of of the web based team. The buzz the- about uh, about your pitch that uh, was was hopefully going to come in that we never got to see. Oh, don't rub it in now. She's won a prize. Leave no, no, I was, I was really excited about seeing Sophie's. Uh, this week's question is Nelly. Well, this is for, and I'll just hold it up uh, there for the video podcast. There is no mm. video podcast. Uh, it's a a crumpler laptop bag. It's the Reginald transfer. <laughs> oh God! He's got his technology, and he's running with it. The question is: Listeners will remember a couple of weeks ago we had the lovely Nazim Hussein in, who was on a show called Salam Cafe. Now, yes, can I just ask? Yes, yes, Brett. Yes, the bag is brown. Mm. Is that a racial That's thing? The, uh, the laptop bag is brown. <laughs> is that a racial thing that you've just done there? Because the it's question is about Nazim Hussein. You are oh, so God, no. racist. No, <laughs> you are so racist. Racist. Put in a we, can, we can make Feel it for free. a hooja if, if it's too late. You quiz applies. It's a good looking mind. bag. Can I have a look at the bag? Yeah. Nelly, you go with the question. What's yeah, the question? yeah. So he was on Salam Cafe. Um, name Salam I, Cafe. Salam Cafe. Which Do I win was the prize? SBS and Channel Thirty One. And Channel Thirty One. I'd like you to name. I believe there was only one, but we can research it. A female co-host. <laughs> no, we can't. On Salam Cafe. Any correct entry will win. Send your correct entries to. Hooray at boxcutters.net or uh, via the contact us link on the front page of the blog. Mm-hmm. Which sends your email to hooray at boxcutters.net. It does. Yeah. It does send it. Uh, and uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll tell you whether or not you've won. You, yeah. must, you must send your entry by 4 p.m. next Monday the of February. Mm-hmm. Uh, must be the 15th if today's the 8th, given sure. the Australian stories on the 8th of February. Sure. That's deductive thinking. Oh, yeah. It's my sister's birthday. It's too. tax, it's birthday, tax deductive. <laughs> oh, jeebus yeah, Christmas. It's a terrible, terrible throwback. Uh, yes, send your correct entries to hooray at boxcutters.net by 4pm next Monday and you could win yourself an excellent it crumble bag. a nice bag. Once again, the question, Nelly. Uh, female co-host on the cult hit Salam Cafe. Thank you. Hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Very quickly, I, I want to say that there's a, uh, a, a thing called TV Gorge. Yes, yes, that was a fantastic uh, email we got from a lovely li- listener, Lindell. Loyal, today. loyal listener, loyal. loyal listener, Lindell. Lovely what's, loyal what's TV listener. TV Gorge. TV Lindell. Gorge is it's like Hulu. What's Hulu? Oh, Nelly. It's online TV watching. Nelly. Online TV watching. From the States. You've got right. so much to learn. <laughs> Hulu blocks so much to learn. You know, blocks I only Australian just got a viewers. set-top box. Like, I only just got digital. That's all right. They haven't turned off the digital yet. So, but now what, you can what watch. is it? They... They show American TV shows, uh, but Live. they do block uh, internet browsers from other countries. That's what Hulu does. So it's, it's that's what, yeah, that's what Hulu does, right? Hulu blocks... Uh, uh, Internet browsers from other countries. So, so why are you not even looking at me like, oh, you have never? I couldn't have even access no, no, we're just, anyway. We're, I'm just making sure that you understand. Here. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. TV Gorge is like Hulu, mm. 
that for the moment we can access it. Mm. Right. Let's you in. And it's got an interesting, interesting story. It seems that uh, Hulu is actually in partnership with the uh, networks and stuff over in yes. the States, whereas TV Gorge says that uh, they find the best copy of uh, all of these shows mm. everywhere on the web and uh, then allows it for a flash movie player streaming on and the so web. Which so means you can't watch it on your iPhone. Yeah, are you, you watching could, it while you it's be being able to shown? It. Or yeah. you, are you in effect downloading? No, it? No, no, you are downloading. You, you're yeah. downloading it. You're downloading it oh, onto except, a flash player. Except it's streamed, so you don't actually save the file at the end of it. Do-do-do-do. It's like watching a YouTube clip. Right. Have you, have you heard of YouTube? I have heard of YouTube. I'm on uh, YouTube. Are you familiar with the internet? I am on YouTube. Let me tell you about it's. It's a lot of computers. Yeah. That are connected together. Do they have Pipes. buttons and stuff? Yeah. As I said, I can take you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, TV Gorge. That's what that's what I wanted to to, to mention. Thank you very much, hey, loyal listener an- Lindell. And I did not me- mean to imply that you're not lovely. You are, mm. and the you're loveliest. loyal. Yes, lovely and loyal listener Lindell. It's just uh, too many else to say. Let's put the link to that uh, up on the up on the site somewhere. Up on the yeah, it, that'll that'll be in the show notes. There was a bit of a puff piece on uh, David Knox's TV Tonight site uh, over this week about Airways, which uh, Corinne Grant is hosting, and uh, it's coming former back. guest former guest of um, this show, uh, which. <sighs> See, I'd, I saw the ad for that the other day. I'd, I'd heard a bit of a whisper. I'd heard mm. a bit of an industry whisper, in fact, from uh, a friend who knew somebody who was working on the production uh, crew of that who had uh, put aside and 12 or 20, 20 weeks of, of working on that uh, mm. and suddenly it was free mm. because the original producer was actually sacked off that, which there's no mention of at all in the uh, the puff piece that's on uh, TV tonight. Um, a, a, a little bit of... Uh, uh, Are you really saying this just to get a rise out of David Knox? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Because um, he'll go you. I was very interested that uh, that uh, He'll that sneak into your house. I'll help you, I'll help you. He'll sneak into your house, Darcy and Petrol, set you on fire. Will he? No, probably not. <laughs> I don't Thank think he's you. that vindictive. But he might ask me for ideas, and I've got plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> like sitting into my house. And, and you know where I live. Oh, my God. Now I know too now. I could share that information. Yes. yes. Mm. Now who's got the power, no, Cropley? It's, it's coming now back. who's got the power? Yes, it, yeah, it's yeah, coming back. I saw but, the ad for but it. But they, they did actually uh, sack the producer that they had uh, producing it for Granada, I think, from And what's the, the gist? Head. It's like dudes um, go mental when their planes are late. On Tiger Airways. Speaking yeah. of late, that brings us to the end of Box Cutters right. episode 211. Mm. Don't make it like we're late. Yeah, we are. It's a long show. It's longer than last week's. Nelly still hasn't finished that one. Uh-oh. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Bye, everyone. What is, what's your name? <laughs> Nelly Thomas. And yours? I continue, as ever, to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Slightly different teams. Lame bat channel. <laughs> and hey, <laughs> let's be careful out there. Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Box Cutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Carter. American Life. Do, do I ever listen to This American Life? Mm. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. You know we do this bit at the end, Nelly. <laughs> Are you aware of that, that we I do this bit at finished. the end? Yeah, I know, that's the whole thing. <laughs> People right. think we're finished because oh. we've done the credits. Josh, you know And when... then we just come back for the end. So what, what is it? Yeah, I listen to This American Life. It's excellent. <laughs> you sound like the dude on there. Oh, like Ira Glass. Ira Glass. You do. Really? That's the best thing anyone said to me all week. Oh, Wayne. I didn't even mean to give you a compliment. Wayne, yeah, well, suck Uh-oh. it. You did. Wayne, 43, from Fatty Loser, just always sounded like Steve Vizard to me. It was really Wayne. distracting. You know the one whose who's partner had to drop out for medical reasons? Oh, Papa Smurf. Oh, okay. See, but yeah, yeah. So I'm they were down, they doing Wayne. a lot of talking with him and it was like mm. like being taken back to the late 80s and, and Steve Weiser. Well, just that little promo life. then that you were doing just just was very Ira. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Ira. It's a great podcast. It, it is. Sticks it's, to an hour. Yeah, I, yeah shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they edit. <laughs> Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters. <laughs>